0: New, we're oh,
1: yeah. okay right we're back sorry about the massive ghosts in the machine uh key and i are using a new piece of software today which ultimately will make the recording sound a lot better but it's Dependent on our internet, um. So I believe where we got to key uh, listeners. This might be slightly incorrect. You basically got all of the names of her what of, of oh, Sherry's. I, I don't
0: think it's all of that.
1: I, you, I you, think, I think you got all, but then the two that you were trying to swap around. but I heard you say them in, the, in as the connection was breaking down.
0: I, I think I said Mark Foley and Ned Wallace. Which, Which is, is, it's
1: the other way. It, you've done very well there. We've got Johnny Dempsey, Ned Foley, Mark <laughs> Wallace, Vincent Mayhew, Milton Mandel. What's your favourite name out of those?
0: I think Vincent Mayhew is strong.
1: Definitely Vincent I, Mayhew.
0: I'm going to be Honestly. honest, I know it wasn't actually one of the names. I quite like Mark Foley. That's a strong name.
1: That's pretty good. That's a, Mark Foley safe- sounds like a lawyer.
0: He, he does. The, he sounds like a safe pair of hands, okay? He does. He may not he, be he's player, not an
1: ambulance chaser.
0: <laughs> but he gets the job done. He does.
1: He does. Um, so here, now my normal trivia from MK. Key, or Steve, this is mostly for Steve, sorry if it's Key, likely thought he'd only have one list, the obvious list of names to remember. But MK is always a step ahead. Can Key name all the people who are going to be at the Too Hot for Hee Haw party? Oh my god, so these are all the people that are going to Martin and Sherry's party.
0: Okay. There's Ray and Lola Sherwood.
1: Oh my god, how do you know that?
0: (laughs) There is... I I didn't quite catch her name. I think it's E and her fiancé. I think they should call it E. It's
1: it's Edith slash Edie, so maybe it's slightly... Maybe it is E.
0: Okay. Um... And then, okay, so they also make reference to another couple, but I don't know if they're meant to be going, because she says, have you heard from, like, Vic and, I think, Linda? But Vic and Linda? But there's no confirmation as to whether Vic and Linda are actually going or not, so I don't know if they're oh,
1: going. I'm honestly, K, man, that's special. That is, that special. Well <laughs> I done.
0: should point out, I watched this episode, literally, I finished watching it as you text me, are you ready to record? So
1: You're kidding me, oh my God. <laughs> okay, uh, what four foods do we know are being served at the same party? the same part is as the one that those people are Corn
0: dogs, I think. Corn nuts. Corn nuts. Oh, corn nuts. Um, fortune cookies? Specifically Are they quite erotic fortune cookies?
1: Erotic fortune cookies, yes.
0: Oh, I think I'm going to be out after this. Um, I wasn't paying too much attention because I was too busy writing down various names of people attending and not attending. <laughs> um, I don't know where uh, Cold cuts or something like that, or beef, or I don't know.
1: It's dip with soup mix, which sounds good choice. Confounding. (laughs) And the cheese
0: log. (laughs) The cheese log, of course, yeah. The cheese log sounds like something you'd eat. What cheese log? But the guy who doesn't like cheese. Why don't you the warm cheese log? log. Does she not say? (laughs) Does she not say at one stage like I'll save you boys some cake? Possibly. I could be wrong on that, but I thought she said that we'll save some cake as they leave. Tread
1: lightly if you're going to correct MK. <laughs> Tread lightly is all I'll say. Um, where will Fraser and Niles be during the party?
0: Wine tasting at the wine club?
1: They will be. And MK's made a note here of something I did a bit of research on as well as he has. There are a vertical wine tasting. Do you know what yeah. a vertical wine tasting
0: yeah, is? Yeah, it's when it's wine from the same like, cask, is it?
1: It's the same wine from different years. Ah, okay. <laughs> Were you were you just blagging or did you actually yes, think it was, I was that? just blagging? Ah, uh,
0: such well, a why the same cast is just the same wine? It's all yes, the same wine.
1: That's just that's just that's just <laughs> you're just drinking a bottle of wine. You're just drinking the same wine. But yeah, it's it's different. It's the same wine from different yeah.
0: years. I have um, been to like obviously distilleries and um, all that sort of thing, and you do just see like the all the barrels with just a different year stamped on each one. It's great
1: yeah it's it's cool it's cool um let's get into the review animation watch for me this week shooting star shooting star very very classy we like yep. this um navosa two coffees don't need to get down into that vietnam again because uh, <laughs> steve has already told us what that is which is excellent um so, yeah, the classic, like, Niles and Frasier now on about the... Um, well, do not want a nice lyron is, how he's got to clear out for Dad's party when mm. it used to be the other way around.
0: How oh, ironic would I mean, be if you actually had parties when you were younger.
1: This is an open net for Niles because <laughs> obviously Frasier's talking out of his arse I so would never have had parties. So what's, what's he on about here? What kind I of parties was he having?
0: I think he's just trying to be like, oh, circle of life, let's be really deep about this. But it doesn't quite fit to his personal circumstances. No, so does I think that yeah, it's um, it is as you say, it's a completely open goal for Niles, and it, but it's such a quick zinger right from the off. It I is. was um, could be zinger of the week. It could very well be. I mean, I was in bed <laughs> this morning watching fifty of Niles' best lines on YouTube. And really? Yes, <laughs> so I was. And I love that. It was, honestly, it started by it felt like I was watching that YouTube compilation because it just started with the zinger from Niles.
1: That is excellent. I love. i might have to watch that video. Um. Okay found a ring in his underwear drawer. Frasier's delivery is yeah. hilarious. What would leave a ring around his underwear drawer? <laughs> but I cannot fathom what this joke means. What does he mean? Does he mean something's left a watermark, a ring? Yeah. If so, how can that be around a drawer? Because it has to be like on that's top of the, the surface. It, it, doesn't, it, doesn't... it doesn't make any sense to me.
0: Whether it's in, around, on, that's where it falls apart as a joke. It doesn't quite land it, it's yeah, a bit it's of a impossible forced, to picture. It's a forced joke, isn't it? Yeah. Um. It so is. it, is, it <laughs> doesn't quite work. Um. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that, for that reason, it doesn't quite land as a joke for me. But I think you're, I think you're right. I think that it assumes Frasier leaping to a conclusion with not considering the grammatical thing of what Daphne has just said. Um. Yeah. But so have we? Am I right in thinking have we missed a bit? Of free, have we, or is the bit with the cop later? The cop yeah with ros oh yeah that's later that's later okay yeah i'm gonna mix up the um so yeah it's a weird one it is a weird one it doesn't quite land because i was the same thing i was like saying well she said um i think in the draw if she was gonna if it was gonna be a ring as in a you know toast sweat sort of ring then it would be um it would be on the draw surely Um,
1: Yeah, like, it can't be around a drawer. That's like an impossibility, because drawers are housed within a larger structure. I don't know. We're really nitpicking, but, like, listeners to this podcast are people that listen closely to quotes of the episode, so they're going to have thought the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. would I'd love to hear what Mendelson's wedding march sounds like on the banjo? I think it's uh, <laughs> good.
0: Actually, I'm considering it for future reference. I, I
1: can't. I like the banjo, so I'm yeah. all for it. Really, I don't think
0: anyone you know. doesn't like the banjo. Really, I think there's people who like banjo and people who pretend they don't. But yeah, really, that's that's the only distinguishing factors between people on this planet. People who like banjo, people who
1: like banjos, or people who've seen Deliverance and then <laughs> put them off them forever, um, which is is fair enough. Um, they'd go through the the semantics of what they would call Sherry. Yeah. If
0: they well, why t- did they assume that she would insist on taking the title <laughs> of mother or ma or mama? Like she would be up. You can guarantee Sher- Sherry's still person, <laughs> would be absolutely fine with Sherry.
1: After the Roland derby, ma. <laughs> 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 oh, it kills oh. me. But yeah, like ma, it suits Sherry because she's she's homely. She's that kind of woman, and she's got a bit of a southern vibe. But mm. also. She's definitely not going to make them call her that. No, absolutely not. It's really, it's really weird. Um, Niall's now those many Freudian slips which we've talked about earlier. Um, Mm. Speaking of Freudian slips, and this is going to be a very like thirty second segue. Have you seen the extract from Prince Harry's book that's gone viral?
0: Which one? I've seen a lot of extracts.
1: The one with the about the Elizabeth Arden cream being applied to his nether regions.
0: No I've not seen that one.
1: Oh my god. So in 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 a couple of sentences he describes where he had a frostbitten penis mm. and he needed to apply Elizabeth Arden cream which is the same cream and he says all of this out loud that his mom Princess Diana used to put on her lips and he says he says you know, my mum used to put this on her lips, and you want me to put it on, on my todger? He says this to a friend. So he opens the bottle, and he's transported back, and suddenly, That's quote, it's like his mother is in the room with him, and then he applies the cream to his penis. <laughs> um, That I'm, is in the book.
0: Like, I can't... Like, I've not read the book in full, right? Mm. I, I have st- yeah. I've read a lot of, obviously, the news articles and the extracts. And I oh, was just... The things that are coming, I mean, I feel sorry for the guy more than anything. Like, he seems like a guy who's in, you know, probably needs a little bit of help at the moment because. I don't think he's in a I great there's, place. There's a lot of elements of this book which are rather concerning to a completely neutral third party who's not involved in any of this.
1: There is way more reference to his penis than anyone could ever have possibly, yeah. you know, sanctioned for. Um, it's, so, it's there you go.
0: The People who are genuinely annoyed about this book is Netflix, who paid for an incredibly dull documentary, and then two weeks later, this book just drops. and Um, everyone's it's now the best rushing, selling non fiction
1: book ever in the UK, yeah. yeah.
0: Is um, it actually, yeah? Well, the Bible's pretty annoyed about that, isn't it?
1: <laughs> well, you're well, that's that's a good point, but no, that is <laughs> that is uh, you know, that's what the the, the saying goes. Wow, what about um, the dictionary? I don't think that counts. Oh, I right.
0: think it does count. A to don't Z. Think that That's got to be a pretty a high seller. Back in the day, everyone had an A to Z.
1: Right, you know what? Pipe down. <laughs> Pipe down with your suggestions. <laughs> um, cheese logs, erotic fortune cookies. I mean, what would be in an erotic fortune cookie, you know? Uh, I, mean, I was about to just say something really inappropriate, but I probably won't. Um, it's after
0: watershed, mate. Oh, actually, no well, we're Ten uh, minutes. From water shows no,
1: right, 18 minutes before that, and this could be airing at any time, and, li- <laughs> and people, people's children could be listening in cars.
0: Is there a concept um, of water show in America?
1: I surely there must be. There's, there's know. no way they would air like the F word before eight. I AM.
0: feel like though there's cable and not cable in America, isn't it? Just when you're on cable, you can do whatever you want, whenever you want.
1: But, but it's just it's bizarre, isn't it? Because like you're paying for the privilege of a channel, so you're you can swear at midday. Mm. I don't know. Um, listeners might be able to tell us that. Do you have a watershed? That's what yeah. it's called in the UK, which is 9pm, after which, basically, it goes up to like 15 rated stuff. Yeah. Um,
0: we can say crap design. after 9, basically, in this country.
1: <laughs> yeah, you might occasionally get away with like a bastard or a bitch before 9pm, but you str- You won't get anything harder than that. Um, so, I-, I-, I put here that Sherry's very wholesome. I think this episode presents oh. her as very wholesome I yeah. think she's got a really good heart And this yeah. episode paints her in a great light And maybe does a bit of disservice to her Considering it's her last episode She I doesn't have a fat lot to do
0: She doesn't, but I think what she does have to do She does well, and I think she's actually Incredibly likeable in this episode I think I know Definitely people at have, the end. have a very mixed take on Sherry I think it's fair to say <clears throat> But I yeah. think if, you, if this was the only episode of Sherry You'd ever seen, you'd be like I want more Sherry I think, I I think, think so. you'd, you'd want... If, if she'd have been a one-off character, and this had been the one-off, we'd have been saying, oh, it would have been lovely to see Sherry in three or four more episodes. Um, I think mm. she comes across as really nice, as you say, really wholesome. She comes across as really good for Martin. Um, I mean, I she think she's just She's a really, really likeable person in this episode.
1: I completely agree, um, which is why it's, it's a shame that this is kind of the end of the line for her, but mm. that does make sense, ultimately. So... Um, so, yeah, they're going to a vertical wine tasting. I've made a note here that I had, to, I had to look up what that is. I'd love to do that. I went wine tasting not that long ago at a vineyard in near Shrewsbury. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, bought quite a few bottles back. Um, they had a so Black I'm, Friday sale. On. This,
0: this is my problem. I'm not a wine person. When people say to me stuff like, oh, what are you getting? I, I can taste wine. That's what I can taste. Oh, Nothing more. I mean, than that. I'm
1: not. I don't have a cultured palate, but I mean, I did I, have I said this on the podcast before? I must have recently. I don't know. I when we were smelling it and tasting it, I, I basically said a few things for each wine that the sommelier who was kind of dealing the wine out was very taken by. He was like, That is a very astute observation. <laughs> and I've never felt more like Fraser in my life.
0: Well mate, um, they say that to everyone, they want you to buy no, the no,
1: wine. No. I it detected a smokiness. And he was like, "That is fantastic because it's aged in oak barrels, and that's why it has a smokiness."
0: <laughs> no, like what actually doing, it. he's like, "Actually, the young man behind you is vaping." And
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, whether or not I bought four bottles from the vineyard, it's, it's by the by. Okay, it's not. It's you know, it's got nothing to do with him marketing it to me. Um but yeah, you know, some some apple notes I was commenting on, all very, yeah. very good. And
0: I was like, I think it's red, and he went, no, it's white. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Remove the blindfold. Um, Eddie's just kind of casually licking himself on the chair uh, at this point, while they're kind of having their little discussion about the party, which I thought was worth noting. Um Eddie doesn't I didn't, I didn't do anything else in this episode, just yeah, sitting
0: in Eddie... Martin's chair going to town I, on himself. I, I, weirdly, when Martin <laughs> has a little storm up moment, he's like, Oh, you know, can I trust no one in the house or something like that? I expected Ed, Eddie to come along then and to have a nice little moment, but no, Eddie yeah. is almost anonymous in his episode,
1: other than licking his, his todger. Um, yeah.
0: good so, for him, you
1: know, yeah, good for him. <laughs> that's the life I wish I was leading, not <laughs> one that's got. Taxes and work and whatever. And reading um, Prince
0: Harry's book in your spare time. No, no, no. Yep, yeah,
1: that, that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so who is it that fraser says this to Nas, isn't it? She makes dad happy. That's all we need to know. Yes. A really nice line that is ultimately undercut by their actions essentially.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was say, it's a wonderful <laughs> sentiment, but unfortunately, that's all it is a sentiment. Yeah, you just try not back and, it try
1: and follow through with it, you know, come on. Um, <laughs> But you know that that is true, and I think mm. she does make Martin happy. Obviously, at the end of this episode, it's it's kind of run its course a little bit. Um but yeah, no, I do
0: love Nas's indignation throughout this episode. He is like, very how di- I am insulted that you're suppose-
1: <laughs> <laughs> Really good. David Hoyt-Pierce does a lot with with not that much material actually. Yeah. Um we're in Navosa now, Rals is using her baby to get out of a ticket. Unsuccessfully you- set do you, well, do you agree with that, firstly, on a moral ground? And then, obviously, she puts a foot in it, so she gets calmer, but...
0: Um, on a moral ground, from the police officer's perspective, no, I think the police officer should be giving a ticket, regardless of whether she's got a kid or not. Yeah. That said, from Roz's perspective, I would absolutely pull that card if I was pregnant.
1: God, so would I.
0: Every moment. I'd be like, if, if I walked into a room where there was no seats, I'd just be like, oh, my... Oh, I need to sit down. Oh, my baby's (laughs) kicking, and I'm just trying to get. Well, if
1: you got on a bus, I mean that you'd have to.
0: Well, I'd be giving shifty looks to people. I can tell you that I wouldn't. I don't think I'd actually have the 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 nerve to say to someone, give up your seat. But I'd be giving a lot of like. I mean people can't see right now but I'm giving looks you know you're giving, some, re- you're giving
1: some real looks right there okay. Yeah. honestly good goodness <laughs> me um but yeah I mean she's right to to try her hand at a bit of bit of deception and subterfuge because yeah. she's not lying she is pregnant um okay they they get rid of the detective but he comes back in oh I wrote a report by the way that's one interesting yeah. woman you've got to read what's in this empire you've
0: got to read I also love the fact that this detective didn't know he was going to get like the sack so he was halfway through, but he'd already written a report just because, mm. and he'd already, he already sealed got it, it on him. in an envelope ready. <laughs> um, sealed, delivered.
1: <laughs> Honestly, Stevie Wonder was the detective. <laughs> um, but yeah, just but, uh, yeah, I am so I just, with the boys on this one. You've
0: yeah. got to on this thing. I also love his, his. I don't know his delivery of that is one interesting woman. He doesn't have much to do in this, but I really just there's something about that delivery. Really like it. Yeah, but,
1: it's it's very telling.
0: They're completely right, actually, and I'd love to have known if, um, if Fraser hadn't have stopped Niles, do you think he would have run after that waitress when he goes to give her the envelope? If she'd have taken it, Frazier hadn't have intervened. Would he have gone and go? Actually, no, can't have that, back, please.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think Niles okay. wants to know if, probably more than Frasier does. Yeah. Um, I think he just wants to see Frasier squirm and to kind of get that gotcha moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that sort of things happening here. Um, so. Oh yeah, frazier has got a great line here. So he's like, "Oh, you had to go and fire the detective before he finished his report." Um, <laughs> bearing in mind, it was his you know idea to get rid of the detective at all. Um, what has Frazier ordered in Novosa here? Because something is put down on a plate in front of him, and on watching on my on my screen on a poorly rendered all four stream, mm. it literally looked like a turd on a plate. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's I don't know if it's some kind of cookie, but I don't know if anyone's got a read on this on what it is.
0: I have no idea. I think I was taking notes at this stage. I didn't see it. What well, I was because what I was noting down was he's clearly just abandoned Roz because Roz went to speak to the police officer. She wasn't she was taking <laughs> yeah. She,
1: yeah, they go up. Oh. They go over to that kind of rotunda in the middle of the room, yeah.
0: and then it's like, well, um. oh, oh, there's no else. Bye bye. And, yeah, so yeah. and someone else sits at that table. So when Roz comes back, she's lost the table.
1: So he leaves a p- his pregnant friend at the mercy of a police officer, and then just goes and sits with his brother. Yeah, um, fair enough. Way to go, Fraser! Really, really yeah. good stuff. Um, so now the boys are trying to coax Martin to discuss so, Sherry's marriage. Sorry, so what that
0: extra question for you. Obviously, um, so how many times has, um, has Sherry been engaged? Seven. Seven. Who is the unlucky man uh, who didn't make it to the aisle? Danny
1: Mitchell. Danny Mitchell. Danny Mitchell, man, yeah. look at that. Look at that. Yeah, that that's at that. That's, a, that's a key answer coming out of my <laughs> mouth. Honestly. Look at that. Um, but yeah, it's it's old da- it's old Danny boy.
0: Well Danny Boy.
1: The pipes certainly were calling for her oh. him and him and Sherry's relationship. But, oh, uh, dear me. He's there that's there a stretch. <laughs> that's uh <laughs> Um so yeah, back at nineteen oh one, they're trying to coax Martin to discuss Sherry's marriage very inelegantly now. Yes. Um Daphne really screws the pooch here. and She really oh, annoys me.
0: She absolutely does. Like, Why she, would
1: she just come out with
0: that and ask him that? She must have known from the way that Frasier and Niles were asking. The fact that they were giving furtive looks, the fact that they were telling her, shh, 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 like they were quite clearly trying to get information out of Martin. Um, yeah. So you, even if you don't know exactly what they're doing, you know they're doing something. And in yeah, that instance, worry, you though. keep quiet so as not to ruin the plan. So yeah. it is strange. It, and also, I don't like the fact that she immediately grasses them up. Like they told me, um,
1: but that's exactly what I mean. Yeah, It's that kind just, of completely. Um, but yeah, she just completely buggers think, it up for them.
0: I think it's also a bit weird to see why that Martin's so nervous, because we're not used to seeing Martin nervous, and also particularly we're not used to seeing him nervous over something that he would find as trivial as stuff like clothes, because he always says that you know fashion's not that important and things like that, and mm. or or at least that's perception I get of him that you know he's he's quite critical of, of Fraser and Niles and their. You know Armani suits and all that sort of thing. And the fact that he's Which really it... str- stressing about his shirt and his jacket. Particularly when, at this stage, he knows he's not going to propose.
1: Well, he's nervous because he's going to break up with her, isn't he? Is he not? Yeah. Is he, but, but is he, is he nervous really... because he doesn't want to
0: hurt her? I don't know. Yeah, but do you care how you look? If anything, you want to look bad if you're breaking up with someone, don't you, to make him feel better? I, mm, depends if you're I was... a massive narcissist or not. <laughs>
1: Frasier would want to look absolutely a million dollars, so it'd be like, Oh, look what you're missing out on.
0: But if you're upset um, for if you know, if he is upset for Sherry and he's clearly upset for Sherry, the way he delivers it, um I would say that um <laughs> I I, Sorry. I
1: <laughs> sorry, listeners. I've just made Key laugh because I've just been delivered a delicious hot chocolate with frothed milk and I'm holding up the mug just looking like I'm having uh I'm like I'm pleasuring myself and it's really put Key off. So sorry, Key, carry on.
0: I, I could practically like sense these Elizabeth Orden cream. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, I forgot where it was now. Um, sorry about he's yeah, bra- he's so about close. Yeah, he's breaking
1: up with her. He's breaking, and,
0: and he's up he's clearly gonna. He's clearly upset. So, I if I was breaking up with someone, I felt bad about it. I would go to that mm. breakup looking awful, so that they'd be like, "Actually, he looks dreadful. I can do better than him." And then it it smooths the passageway.
1: I think you're a good man.
0: so um, you. <laughs> that you don't agree with that mentality. <laughs> There's a narcissist in the room, people.
1: (laughs) No, that's kill me. No, I definitely do agree. I just, I'm I'm laughing really at the delivery of, you're a good man. Thank (laughs) you.
0: You are a good man. Now, <laughs> let me go get my Armani suit on, because I'm going to to go <laughs> up
1: with someone. The way you said thank you, that was absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. Um, we have the slightly risque line from Daphne now. The next time I find something interesting in your father's underwear drawer, I'm just going to sit on it. Yes. One, implying that, Mar- <laughs> that Martin <laughs> could own a sex toy, and then further, just doubling down, that Daphne would, would use it. Yeah. Um but obviously that's not what she means, but that is how Fraser and Nas choose to read it.
0: I'm a little confused though about why Martin is so shocked that like she's like, what are you guys doing going to underwear or, Sure, we know that Daphne does all the laundry.
1: Oh shitting Christ. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just knocked my wine glass over. <laughs> <laughs> oh my- Fortunately, it was completely empty. (laughs) That would have gone all over my keyboard and would have literally destroyed my laptop.
0: That was Um, a veritable (laughs) yip from Well. I'm
1: so sorry for swearing, people, if you're listening with with children. Um, And
0: and blaspheming, well, let's not forget the blaspheming.
1: (laughs) I didn't didn't even even miss a beat. Oh, shitty Christ. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. She's obviously going to go in his underwear drawer a lot. Um, mm. He's probably not as savvy as Fraser, and he has a false bottom in his underwear drawer, which Fraser has in his cufflink drawer, or his cufflink box. Um, yeah, I don't know. Does Martin maybe have a different policy to Fraser? he prefers to handle his own underwear, because
0: he's old-fashioned? I don't know. Maybe, but it would be strange that she's seemingly doing all the laundry for us. We never hear of Martin, I don't think, doing his own laundry, and... Mm. He doesn't strike me as the sort of guy who happily does his own laundry. Um, no. And we also know there's no real privacy between him and Daphne because she said before like that she's seen everything at Martins. Mm. So everything. Do you think she means everything? Everything. She's, <laughs> she's seen Elizabeth Alden hand cream. She's seen everything. <laughs> oh, God. All.
1: Phenomenal. So, phenomenal. Um, well, Martin's left a ring at home. Frasier yeah. being Frasier has to stick his big bloody beak in and uh I'll go and deliver it to him. I'll be so nervous. This is slightly hard to believe for me because I feel like if I was going to propose to someone on on an evening, I would check about 500 times that the ring was in my pocket over the course of the evening. I would not wait until the moment I'm about to get down on one knee to check.
0: The, The thing is that I mean, I'd be doing it during the thing. I'd be like, just, oh, I'm just like, I've got this pain in my chest. I keep having to hit my chest because. I'd just be constantly putting my hand into my inside pocket. Um, but no, I think you're right. I think it, it's, it's not believable. I, mean, I think we have to assume he's left. I mean, he has left it at home on purpose is the idea. That's oh, I yeah, assume. he's left it at home. That's why he's... He, ha- he,
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so it, it's believable from a Martin perspective. It's just not necessarily believable from a Frazier perspective. That, But I suppose that he feels guilty. You feel guilty. You, you want to go to any chance to... To make amends and whatever opportunity you get, even if it's one that's believable, you leap to it. And you're like, oh, I can fix this, even though there's no actual problem. So, in that sense, I can kind of get it. Um, what I will say yeah. is I think this scene between Sherry and Martin is beautifully done, actually. I think it really, it really is. Martin's uncomfortableness, his awkwardness, Sherry's dawning realisation of what's about to come, and I think just ultimately the honesty and respect that they have for each other in that scene is he's, mm. he's actually really beautiful, and it's sort of the perfect example of why I think they would have made such a great couple had they met at a different stage in their lives. If if he'd have been husband really number three, have. for instance, maybe that works, you know. But um, it's I think it's really, really lovely, lovely bit of acting from from both, you know, both a- actors in the scene. Actually, I mean, Martin's the one who I think is going to come out with the most credit because he's got more to do, and I just think the the uncomfortable shiftiness of Martin is done so well and. You know, that awkward conversation when your eyes are sort of, you keep looking down, you're fiddling with your hands. And I think it's just done really, really well. I think John Mahoney, I mean, as always, huge amount of credit for a flawless delivery.
1: I think you're absolutely spot on. Um, Mm. You know, I've I've kind of flagged here that I think Marsha Mason and John Mahoney both do brilliantly. I believe them. Um, I think this is really tender and touching. It's a really lovely, amicable separation, which makes sense Mm. because Sherry is more of a, casual in the moment person. Martin is thinking long term, you know, blah blah blah. And it's it's led to them having a really lovely time together, but it's ran its course. And yeah, it's just so believable. I think they get the show writers get this spot on in this episode.
0: Mm. Um I think it's and really, I know really we're well. slightly cutting out a bit because we're cutting Fraser's entrance into it out. But the moment when she leaves, I love that goodbye. Like the fact that you know she she acknowledges the fact that people say let's stay friends, but in practice they never do. Um, don't. And the fact that, you know, then the, the sincerity of her saying, but if you ever need me, do call. And then the joke, just to liven the humour up, that little ending up with yeah. a man answers, you hang up the phone.
1: Yeah, um, so good. I think
0: it's so beautifully done. And again, it's just such a really genuine moment between them. And mm. it makes you wish there'd been more Sherry in this moment. I, like, I'm not a huge... Before coming into this review, you know, and not necessarily this review, but the review, the podcast more generally, I would have said, Sherry, oh, yeah, no, I'm not already sold on Sherry, but um, this episode, I think, could convert even the most hard-stoned of, of Sherry critics. I think it is beautifully done. I think it's a really lovely ending, and and I don't know, I, I've almost liked um, them to have thrown in a bit about them staying friends and just, like, I don't know, something like, oh, I saw Sherry earlier or something like that, or something. Um, but it is yeah. it is really beautifully done, I think.
1: Yeah, no, it is, and yeah, we we have Fraser coming in and fumbling with a ring, and I could kill him. The dramatic irony is hilarious, but also you want to throttle him. But you know, I'm happy to kind of just brush past that because I think the gravity of this episode is captured in in what you were describing, and it's it's where the episode is at its best. And you know, there is the intimation with what Be- um, what Sherry says to Martin is that she's going to continue to live this kind of more in the moment life, romance life, and she you knows if you ever get lonely, give me a call. And she means that tenderly, but obviously there's also a a kind of, you know, a a wry knowing insinuation there, but also it's a little bit sad because I don't know. I I want, I want Sherry to have a happy ending. And is is she going to be happy like she is forever? If so, more power to her, or is she ultimately maybe going to regret letting Martin get away because she really cares about him in the earlier episodes when she's going to lose him.
0: Um And, I think it's almost difficult because I think both of us as people are probably more Martin people in terms of our mind. We minds. definitely
1: are. We definitely are such a Martin.
0: And so it's so difficult for us to even see Sherry's viewpoint, I think, because yeah, I think so. Um I can understand, you know, the idea of, of having fun with someone you care about and knowing it's not going long term, but I just I just can't understand Sherry's viewpoint that that's what she wants. Um yeah. And you know, that's what she's gonna to stick to even when she's found someone that actually she does have a you know, fundamentally a great relationship with. Um, so it is it is a strange one. But um I suppose for her, you know, we we're using we're throwing around the phrases like casual and all this, but you know, there's no I mean they're effectively they're in a relationship. They're they're together. Yes, yeah. It's just that she seemingly doesn't want to get married. So if it is basically that she just wants a relationship without marriage, then you know, maybe she gets a happy ending and all that. And it's it isn't just casual casual in the sense that maybe young people today that makes me sound old but you get the idea young people today idea. Yeah. would would define casual so I um so. it's um it's an interesting one but no I think she comes across I think both of them just come across as really wonderful people in this scene. There's so much mutual respect there. And um yeah it's it's really wholesome I would say at the scene. You know no, you I think see. So. In in sitcoms you see so many things where relationships end and it's oh I hate this person or or you have these horrible moments in sitcoms where he goes, This couple are a wonderful couple, right up to the episode they're meant to break up, and all of a sudden one of them just becomes like a colossal dickhead and and yeah. then all of a sudden it's over. Um and I really like here that actually they are probably the right couple, but the wrong time it's just not meant to be, and it's just it's handled with such maturity.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely agree. Um, really gorgeous moment in terms of wholesomeness as well between Martin and Fraser at the end. I even got a bit teary, to be honest, it's kind mm-hmm. of the way this is dealt with. Is that sometimes I just want to sit, drink a beer and watch the game. Um, and, you know, but the way they look at each other, that kind of knowing, I'm glad I've got you, dad. I'm glad I've got you, son, kind of thing. I think that's really lovely. And mm-hmm. I think they both kind of need each other at this point.
0: Yeah. I think there's a real vulnerability to both of them. And I almost expected watching this back, Martin, when Frazier just keeps talking to sort of shut him up or tell him to just leave or something like that. But it's actually like a real rawness of the fact that he just wants to be with his son, but also that he completely emphasised like Frasier is worried that he's going to end up in the position Martin is in right now, basically, yeah. that he'll end up much older and still be on his own. And the fact that Martin recognises that whilst he's going through it, recognises that he's there for Frege and that they can be there for one another, it's actually a really lovely, tender father-son moment, I think. And and it just... It's wonderful, the whole thing. The whole thing is wonderful. I, I think this is actually a fairly weak episode up until this last scene. This last scene makes everything. It makes the episode. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, I think it's just a wonderful ending.
1: Yeah, absolutely um couldn't agree more. I just want to say um but while we before we went on air I was kind of talking to the the podcasting community on Facebook and I was mentioning how we're moving away from Zoom um because of like it's it's too expensive and stuff. Um I haven't checked Facebook but I have a feeling that Steve might have kind of put a little post out there or something because we've just received a number of of coffee donations on the coffee website from John B, from Little Owlet in the Glen, who I believe is Rachel, who has donated, from what I can see, fifteen pounds. Yeah. Um, I just I, I don't know fully who's donating, who hasn't at this point, because obviously that's never expected. But that was just that's just gone crazy. My phone the pinging while I've been talking. Just how wonderful is are, are the people that listen to this bloody podcast? We I, love you all so much.
0: Yeah, it's phenomenal. Um, I mean, we we speak at length. I think about just how wonderful the community is and this uh, symbiotic relationship and everything. Everything hopefully gets out of it, and it's you know, it, yeah, we wouldn't be here if it weren't for everyone listening, would we? So, um, yeah, no, thank, thanks thank you. I mean, as I say, I, I know even less than well. I don't have access to the coffee thing. So I, don't, <laughs> I have no idea who's doing what, but. To everyone, whatever you've given, if you haven't given, if you just listened, thank you so much. It's it's hugely, hugely appreciated.
1: Yeah, honestly, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, just my last bullet point, how many times have you been fooled by the instant replay of a sports game thinking something else has just happened when it was the instant replay? Once
0: or twice, yeah.
1: Well, I've been called out by this once or twice. <clears throat> um, it gets us all, I think, yeah. at some point. Um, top 10, Key?
0: It's not in my top 10. No, I think... I'd say up until the last scene, I don't particularly like the episode. I think it's okay, but there's absolutely nothing special about it. And then the last scene is beautiful. I think the last scene is absolutely beautiful. But yeah. I don't, I don't think there is enough there to make it a top ten. You know, there's no real, there's not a real tear jerker moment for me. Like, give him the chair is a, you know, is an episode where. As an episode is maybe not great, but it has that one really beautiful scene, and, and that beautiful scene I think completely would blow this beautiful scene out the water. I think that's You really amazing. love that scene. I do I love, love that your scene. Your love for that scene. Um, but so while this is a really, really, really good scene, really like, it, I think it's phenomenal. Um, I don't think it's enough in itself to lift this ep- this episode into the pantheon. Um, yeah. But it does certainly lift it into a higher tier yeah. than it probably belongs because it is beautifully done last scene, and a huge credit to the actors in it.
1: Amen. Couldn't agree more. Um, you know what? Because Martin, um, because MK rather changed his order of the questioning around this week, and little boy Briscoe went first. I am going to give my actor pick first this week. Let's do it. Um, and I've gone with Martin, um, and I think that won't be a huge shock for many people. I think he captures the weird nerviness of the end of a relationship and, and and Martin kind of not knowing, is he making the right decision? He doesn't really know how to think he's all adrift. And then just the, the ending, the last five to seven minutes of this episode, incredible with, with, with uh, Sherry, even better at the bar with Frasier. He carries all of this so realistically and, and beautifully. And, mm. This episode's got a lot of funny moments in with Fraser and Niles. There's a load of great repartee, but it's Martin that steals this for me. So I've gone with John Mahoney.
0: I completely agree. Um, My answer will be John Mahoney. But just to to add to that, I think what I really love about Martin in this episode, I think, is that you think when you're young that by the time you're old, you'll know what you're doing. And I I love the way, I absolutely love, in this moment, Martin basically reverts to being like a 20-year-old kid again who's breaking up someone for the first time doesn't really always do it because i think it just shows that you don't really grow up in these things when it's affairs of the heart it's always that sort of am i doing the right thing what should i do what shouldn't i do and you're nervous about it because you care about the other person and you want to make the right decision and and i love that you still see that in martin you know someone who's been there done that you know been married had kids you know old man now and but he's still it's almost like he's a you know, a schoolboy again, and it's it's really wonderfully acted, and it's completely believable. Um, and I think John Mahoney just absolutely nails it. And mm. um, you know, and it, it all fits in then. Once you watch that last scene, everything you see in the episode fits in. The really, you know, the the joking around with Sherry and the wanted to protect her at the start, the awkwardness with the, the jacket and the shirt. Everything, it just sort of slots into place. And the stuff that don't make sense earlier on, they make sense when you see this scene. And it just shows the the bigger picture of what John Mahoney was looking and the writers were looking to achieve and ultimately what they did achieve. So um, I completely agree. John Mahoney also my actor pick.
1: Cracking, stunning explanation as well. Okay. Kennedy Burling, how
0: many times has he been married? Oh, no woman can tie Kennedy out.
1: Jesse is he is he a Bachelor for Life?
0: Oh, Bachelor for Life, yeah.
1: Uh, well he's, he's no Vincent Mayhew, but uh, <laughs> you know, he's in a league of his own, isn't he? Kennedy. Yeah. Um I wonder, like Sherry, if at some point he might give up his bachelor days and settle down, but
0: I I think there's someone somewhere who can tame him. Um He's still so.
1: young, he's still burning through the midnight oil, you know what I mean? He's, oh, he, is. he is. He's got plenty left to give, so you know. well, maybe maybe he and Sherry in, in some distant future.
0: You know what, weirdly it. enough, I can see it. I thought she wouldn't stand for any of his nonsense, and she'd tame I, him.
1: I, I think so. I think she'd tame him, tamer of wild hearts.
0: And we'll finally oh, yeah. hear Mendelssohn's wedding march on a banjo.
1: We absolutely would. Yeah, um, Kennedy playing I,
0: himself, of course, being the, the world-renowned banjo player he is.
1: Accompanied by, he's also particularly proficient in Mongolian throat singing, which would of accompany course. the banjo really well. So, yeah. Uh, whose crane is it anyway? That's all that remains before we jump over to listener mail. Who uses the phrase meant to be in this episode, referring to relationships?
0: Ooh, good question. Meant to be. My first thought is that it's maybe Frazier saying, no, or maybe it's. So, okay, my first thought was Fraser saying to, like, to Niles, you know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Don't put a PR, you know, they're happy together. But now I'm feeling like it could be Martin saying, oh, you know, it just wasn't meant to be. Um, oh, no, actually, no. Was it Martin? No, I'm getting a new thought here. What if it was Martin when he's explaining his relationship with Hester? And he's like, you know, we didn't go any through any of this crap for us. It was just, it was meant to be. We just knew. Mm. I think that's it. I think it's a really beautiful relationship. And he's, he's talking back on that. And he's saying, oh, we didn't go through any of this nonsense. It was just meant to be. We knew and I didn't have to worry about popping the question because we we knew we were always going to be together. That is my answer. I think it's John Mahoney. I think it's Martin. I'm going to be wrong, aren't I?
1: You are absolutely spot on. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> spot on. It's when he's talking about Hester. You nailed it. You nailed oh. it, brother. Well done. Are you ready to jump over listen to listener Mail? Uh
0: yes, let me just get the link up on my phone.
1: Excellent. Let me know when you've navigated over there. Right.
0: who's our next caller?
1: So, Argle Goggle Google Goop says, "Hey, Will and Steve. Thanks so much for pushing this effort out in time for Christmas. For me, the Fraser Christmas episodes are generally some of the most memorable Christmas episodes of any TV series I've watched. And Perspectives on Christmas is definitely up there among them, in part because of its unconventional approach of looking at and developing the story through different characters' points of view. Yeah, this seems like a popular one looking online and generally taking the, the pulse of, of Christmas taste on the Frasier subreddit. Um, by the way, just... As I just happen to be visiting Seattle at the moment, to further enhance the Fraser fan part of my visit, I actually ended up listening to you guys whilst enjoying the view from, quote, Fraser's apartment, actually just a local park. As you can see, they have Christmas lights on the real space needle, though it pales to that in the opening credits. Will thought I'd share this picture here anyway since you mentioned you liked these opening credits. Thanks again to you both for helping put the cherry on the parfait of my Fraser experience in Seattle and have a Merry Christmas. I mean... unbelievable what kind of podcast community sends you you know you you love a niche animation in the opening credits of a 90s sitcom and they go to the city and they take a picture with just that animation i mean incredible goggle google group thank you so much that is awesome i'm looking at the image right now
0: uh next up we've got uh independent cup 9422 merry christmas will key and steve Thanks again for all your hard work on producing such a fun, cosy, informative podcast. I'm all but caught up now, and truth is, I'm fairly certain I'll be rolling right around to the beginning and starting again very soon. Um, Also, regarding the airport chat from a few episodes back, I've got a couple of quick ones. First, we were at a small... um, First, was in a small airport in Zaragoza in Spain. I may be pronouncing that wrong. Is it Zaragoza? Uh,
1: Yeah, Zaragoza or something. Yeah, Yeah,
0: like that. We were in Spain. Uh, We got there for our return flight early, and there were only a small number of flights that day. Literally nobody was around for ages. Nothing was open at all. And it felt like the start of a zombie movie. Second was when flying to Toronto, the flight was delayed for nine hours, but the airline put me up in a hotel for the duration of the delay. I distinctly remember what laying on the bed watching an episode of Flog It on TV. That's Cheers not again, British. Joseph. I do love a bit of Flog It. Who doesn't love Flogget?
1: I love that. That's <laughs> yeah. so good. Um, I, um, yeah, I've just I just finished reading The Langoliers by Stephen King as well, which is a really creepy novella. I say novella; it's three hundred and fifty pages. It's basically a book, but um, it's about yeah people on a plane arriving at an empty airport, and it's it's kind of post apocalyptic. It's really good, um, hmm. a bit strange, but that's King.
0: I I had a horrible episode. I went to Cork a couple of months ago and had food poisoning on the. Whilst getting a flight back, it was horrible. You're joking! Um, I was in Cork International Airport, looking shifty as anything. Oh um, my god! What did you? So eat? Was, How did
1: you get food? poisoning?
0: I think we all went out for a burger like the one night, and I think it was that. And I, it, I'm going to be honest, it was the worst flight of my life.
1: <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! K-
0: it was bad enough that I, I came back. I was meant to be. I came back on the Monday. I was meant to be back and work on the Tuesday, and then I had to take the Tuesday off as well because it wiped me off my feet. You mean, were you,
1: like, sick on the plane?
0: Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> there was, oh, was me, like, dashing to the toilet on the plane. And I, I genuinely don't know how they didn't think I was a terrorist threat, because I looked dodgy. <laughs> um, but, oh, it was an awful, awful experience. But, yeah.
1: That's, little, abs- that's terrible. A
0: little bit of fun for us all there. A That's, comedy. like,
1: my worst nightmare, Jesus it Christ. It was
0: genuinely dreadful. <laughs> yeah,
1: God. <laughs> uh perfectly cromulent me says thank you for a wonderful episode i'm so happy that this episode came out in time for christmas it really put me in the christmas spirit we put our christmas tree up on the day after thanksgiving and our outdoor lights after the following weekend we have two little girls and two giant schnauzers and i want it to be christmas for as long as possible merry christmas to you will steve and kate lovely
0: stuff Next up, we've got MK, who says, it's a Christmas miracle how good this episode was. Uh, Been a bit busy, so I'll keep it brief this time. To that end, here are my thoughts on my true feelings towards Will, Key, and Steve. You are not men. Static (laughs) cover. Forgive the modification of the season one gag. I am not a man. Excellent. Um, Fun bits and trivia for Ain't Nobody's (laughs) Business If I Do. Few fun bits, um, other than Daphne spending a very long time putting away her coat before finding that Martin left the ring at home. I had written down where did she go. Her room is the other way. That's how long it took before she came. Uh, before she came back, isn't the coat rack just around the corner? Very good. Point. Yeah,
1: it's a very very fair point. Um, thank you, MK. Uh, last but not least is our boy Cammy. He says, "Lads, I'm out on a summer holiday, but always whipping up some Frasier trivia where required." How was your Christmas? Being an NZ, it was a stinking hot hair, but I presume, and if I may assume, it was snowy for you guys. It's very rarely snowy here
0: on a Christmas. Yeah, just, it's always just a bit bleak and wet, to be honest. Yeah, we, it's I'm, a bit of
1: a it's a a bit of a, a misconception. It, we, we kind of dream of a white Christmas in England every year, and we, we
0: had probably had one or two in our, our lifetimes. Life. Yeah. Yeah. i remember one year when it was actually snow other than that we probably had a couple of instances of sleet and stuff but yeah
1: and like a frosty morning's nice that's as good as you'll get really um i know my american friends are having some snow which is to me absolutely lovely and i'd love to have a white christmas one day i watched my favorite christmas episode on the big day of course it's also my number two of all time when jesus decides to visit fraser's apartment dressed as niles we all love that one Lovely men, you two looked sharp in your sweaters. Last recording, peace and as always, hashtag up the villa. Hammy, aka Cam Winston, absolutely love that. Um, thank you so much, everyone who's written in and trivia and the lot, and particularly from those donations that came in towards the end of the recording. You guys just kind of knock us for six with your generosity and kindness every single day. So thank you so much for that. Um, it's been a while since we put an episode out, so thank you for being patient um i can see amy has just donated 9 pound rollin tompkins has donated 5 pound uh you know steve john it's just it's insane so yeah. thank you all so so much all of that money goes towards running the podcast and various subscriptions that we pay for podbean and whatever um and you know the like so yeah. thank you so so much uh, next week it will be. I can't actually access my keyboard because of my laptop blocky key. Can you check <laughs> what the right. next episode is for me, please?
0: Oh, the um, tension is building. Um, it is. I, fine.
1: I, mm, where is my season five? I think it might be on my Xbox, so I can't I get think... to it. Here we go. Drum roll, Zeus please. Oh, been story. Not, not, um, not terrible, not, not brilliant, but I think we might have what, fun with it because it's a, it's what, an oft-overlooked one.
0: What is interesting, actually. Um, so ain't nobody's business if I do came out the thirteenth of January nineteen ninety eight. So we're only two days away from that's the anniversary pretty, from, that it's,
1: from its twenty five year. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: twenty fifth anniversary. That's pretty nice.
0: That's, that's a nice little fact. Um, that is. So yeah, but no, we've got the zoo story up next, and then yeah, by, um, following just, that. Maris Counselor, the ski lodge room service where the Greeks. Ooh. So, um, some um,
1: really looking forward to some of those, particularly episodes. Particularly looking forward to Beware the Greeks because it's obviously yeah. a much maligned one that we won't have seen very often. We'll have lots of new observations to say. And also, I think that about the zoo story and my, my teaser to get people coming back next week for the zoo story it is the only episode of Frasier where we see the inside of the bathrooms in Cafe Novosa. Wow. That, that, to me, is an exciting fact. It is um, indeed. And there will be people listening that will get their hackles up about that. That will get them vibing. So there's your big sell. Come and see the bathrooms of Nervosa with us, not in a weird way. And uh, we'll, we'll happily welcome you then. Uh, other than that, I've been Will. I've been Key, And thank you very much for listening to We're Listening. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs Oh, my
0: And maybe I
1: seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I
0: got you, Pegs Ha, 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 ha But I don't know what to do with those Tossed salads and scrambled eggs